0: Good morning, Grapes! Um, okay, so I want to lead in by apologizing for sort of, like, having a meltdown all over you last time. (sighs) That wasn't cool. It wasn't cool for me to dump that on you. But I'm fine now. Everything is fine. Life's good. We can all just forget that ever even happened. Yeah, it's gonna be a good morning. Anyway, I saw Isaac again, and I met Mama! Remember, there was another spirit that visits Isaac's astral plane sometimes? That's Mama. So yesterday, when I met her, she was made out of anger and chicken broth. And in the astral plane, you could see both, you know? Like, chicken broth is obvious, you probably know what that looks like. But anger looks like tears and smells like hot coffee. And it didn't mix well with the chicken broth at all. It was like oil and water. The anger got stuck underneath the broth. Yeah, so Mama was made out of anger and chicken broth, and it was all in this big bowl that had spider's legs walking it around. Oh, but she was lovely to talk to, though. And Isaac was right, she's a pro cook. She gave me her egg drop soup recipe, so I figured I could talk to you while I cook it. Okay, Grapes, I have you sat on the counter next to all the ingredients. You're gonna go right here. Okay, I just got back from the grocer. I told Mama I only eat healthy, which, isaac teased me for but my body is a temple you know like a temple to a devil now sort of but i still want to eat healthy anyway mama gave me this healthy easy recipe i don't (laughs) well i don't cook much so this is supposed to be super super easy she said she taught her kid how to make this when she was like seven so shouldn't be hard okay so i have this bag So the first thing I have in here is bottled water because all the water here tastes like chlorine, so this is supposed to taste better. Uh, it's in a wine bottle, which is pretty fun, yeah, put that right here, okay. Next important thing is eggs, and they have this big warning on the top in like a flip book. Of instructions and I don't know why because they're eggs. I don't think you can get salmonella from eggs after you're dead but I guess we'll see. I got pepper. It's like peppercorns and it kind of looks like a zillion little eyes in a bottle so I'm not sure about that but we'll get there when we get there. And I have those little dried vegetable stock cubes. Just pop them in water and it makes broth. And I got garlic and onions. Here's my garlic. And here's my onions. All right. And again, like, I don't know how people are growing vegetables in hell, but whatever. And the last thing we have is hot pepper oil. And it's also in a little bottle. Okay. So yeah, work with surrender has been fine, by the way. Well, She's still mad about all the squids I let loose in her house, but it's basically fine. I don't... I don't even know why I freaked out so much last time. Surrender is honestly great, and I didn't even actually do anything wrong, so... Oh, wait, hold up. Okay, so... The the bottle definitely says water. The label's just the same word written over and over again, tiny in probably a hundred languages. So, you know, it's water, agua... So, hmm. I thought Chinese for water was shui, but I'm I'm quite bad at Chinese, so it says water, it's water. However, it's also sort of orangish and it smells like a river during August. You know when it gets so hot out that the river starts to evaporate into the air and you can smell it all around you? It smells like that, which which is better than chlorine, I guess? Well, it can't kill me if I'm already dead, right? i pouring that in. There we go. And I'll just add a cube of vegetable stock and turn the oven on. Let's get the vegetable stock. There we go. And we'll put that on the oven. And I'll start cutting the onions and garlic. Mama said to mince some real small and she said you're supposed to use green onions, but there were a lot of red onions where she was born so she always uses those. Okay, so I got red onion, and oh, okay, well, it's bleeding, Um, but that's fine. Everything's fine. We're just going to power on through and cut the onion all the way up, and I'll just clean up the bub later, I guess. Gee. That's a lot of blood. Okay, we'll just dump that in the pot without dicing it too much. I like big chunks of onion. We'll just skip. We'll just skip to the garlic. Do you like big chunky vegetables in your soup, grapes? Because I've always been a fan of big potatoes and... Well, not blood, I guess, but I like big potatoes. I just generally dislike blood, you know? And Surrender keeps having me try to catch the squids that got into her house. And she told me if I catch them, I'm supposed to put them in a little box and throw them into the lake of fire at the center of hell, so... Okay, listen. I'm only telling you this because you can't snitch on me, but I've just been pretending they're impossible to catch. And it's, like, a pretty good lie, because they can swim through the air! And Surrender's house is like this timeless mansion that has decor from every period of human history. And... Like, it looks like Notre Dame, but bigger and somehow more gothic and it has floor upon floor upon floor it just goes up higher and higher and the squids like to hang it up in the cathedral ceiling so they are really hard to catch add the garlic just there we go just ignore how much blood is in there the garlic was fine it's good good garlic <sighs> okay i know this weird joke about squids knock knock and you'd say, who's there? Um, and I'd say, squids. And you'd say, squids who? And then I'd like attack you and say, squids tickle you. And I'd like, tickle you. Yeah, it's not actually that funny. <laughs> it's just really not. I do, though. I do know this joke for a super, super messed up reason, though. Um... So a couple years ago, right after Halloween, somebody vandalized my family's church. Like, they spray-painted all over the inside of it. But they didn't paint anything mean or about hating the church or anything. They painted jokes. And and all the jokes were really dumb. They were all puns and knock-knock jokes. And that squid joke was one of them. It was on the wall, written out with colons and proper grammar and everything. And under the last line, squids tend-tickle-you. It had parentheses that said, and then you tickle the other person. <laughs> But like, most of it was funny jokes. Um, but they wrote this other thing on the wall right above the pulpit. It said, Your love is not a phase. Let him kiss you sick. Let the heat of his hand and yours burn you down to hell and then build a house there. Plant coal out front like flowers. Of course it's good to be good friends, but you can love somebody enough to learn to swim through fire with them. And you can be loved back. You will be loved back. I promise. I promise. I promise. And I remember just standing there staring at it, and everybody older than me was talking about painting the walls back to white, and the little kids were tickling each other because they actually thought the squid joke was funny, and I was just standing there, and I was sure the message above the pulpit was directed at me somehow. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to sound self-centered or like insane, but I was sure it was meant for me. It made part of me want to cry, but like, I didn't. I didn't cry. I just stood there in my polished church shoes and stared at it. Okay, I don't know if you can hear it, but the water is boiling, so time to add eggs to the broth because this is going great and good and fine and it doesn't matter that the onions were bleeding. Alright, so the eggs have a warning on top in this little book. Let's see if there's a warning in English. Okay, here we go. I'll read it out loud. One dozen large eggs, keep refrigerated if you're an American. Eggs dislike Americans. Okay, well, rude. Um I guess I'll refrigerate them then. It goes on. To use an egg, follow these steps. First, lift the egg cautiously. We all ought to be cautious while retrieving eggs. Okay, this is um this is silly, but I have the egg. Next, Gently shake the egg next to your ear. Listen closely to the egg. This is how you determine what type of egg it will be. Chicken eggs make a silent whoosh whoosh sound. This had better be a chicken egg. I bought chicken eggs, but I guess we're gonna listen to it. Oh, oh my days. It's... Okay, that's fine. It, um, it doesn't go whoosh whoosh here, uh, listen. Like, that's weird, right? Here, um, here, there's more instructions. Normal eggs are louder than chicken eggs. If you are quiet, you will be able to hear the egg wail. Normal eggs? I do not like that. I, I simply do not care for that. Uh, it's fine, though. It's fine. Let's keep going. Let's just, we're just, we're just going to keep going. The instructions say, if the egg wails, wear oven mitts for the next step. Kids, always remember, if your egg starts wailing, put it down and get an adult to help you and remind your adult to wear oven mitts. Okay, well, I don't have oven mitts on, but whatever. It's fine. We're just, we're powering through. The instructions say, crack the egg quickly and dump the contents into a hot pan. Americans, seriously refrigerate your eggs. Yeah, I get it. I'll, I'll refrigerate the eggs. Okay, well, this is silly. It's screaming, and the water smelled weird, and the onion kept bleeding, and the pepper has little eyes in it, but it doesn't matter, we're just gonna do it. I'm just gonna break the egg. Let's get the pot. I'll just break the egg. Oh! Oh my days! Oh! Go, go, go! In the pot! In the pot! Oh! No, 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 no. Nope, 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 oh, nope. Oh, nope. Okay, okay, it's fine. Okay, well, I dropped the whole egg in, shell and all, but let's whisk it anyway. Mama said to whisk it. We're gonna gonna whisk it. So, the egg was full of spiders. Um, Thousands of tiny, tiny spiders that crawled all over my hands and arms and face. And they just dissolved into black goo in the pot, which is, that's cool. That's nice. I'm sure that's fine. Just to put the eggs in the fridge and never use those again. All right. And the soup is screaming. Super duper. Can you hear it? Cause like, I can hear it. It's wailing and crying. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We'll just pop a lid on the pot to muffle the shrieking. wait for it to cook. Do you want me to tell you your story while we wait? It's a great story. Mama and Isaac helped me come up with it. It was 5 a.m. and Mallory was still crying. She was curled up in bed, staring hard at the cluttered inside of her closet, clutching a teddy bear she lied to people about still having. The wind outside rattled against her window and she sucked in a deep breath. She had work the next day, and the sun was coming up, and she hadn't slept at all. Mallory would feel really, truly stupid if she had to call into work about this, but she might do it anyway. Her mom had called her and told her the news earlier that day. Pepper was dead. Properly, really dead. Like, forever. She hugged the teddy bear tighter and felt a little pathetic about it. She was 24 years old. Pepper was only a cat, and he hadn't even been her cat. He had been her mom's. But Mallory couldn't stop crying. The wind battered harder against her window, and Mallory glanced outside. She could see a whole universe of stars in the sky, which seemed wrong at five o'clock in the morning, but Mallory couldn't compel herself to care. She buried her head under her pillow and bit her lip. She despised crying. She'd always hated crying. It gave her a sore throat. And she knew it wouldn't do that if she would just give in and let herself cry, but Mallory hated crying. She lifted the pillow off her head, rubbed her eyes, and froze. There was a woman crouched in front of her bed. Sup, said the woman. Ha! said Mallory. The woman was so tall she had to bend over to not touch the ceiling and contained a whole universe of stars inside her face and she leaned even farther over and scooped up Mallory in her arms and then folded herself and Mallory both out the open window. Mallory didn't say a word. She didn't move. She didn't dare breathe. The woman made of stars carried her carefully down the street, avoiding people eating breakfast and cars zipping towards pre-work errands and barky dogs. Then they got to the edge of town. And then they were racing. The woman ran faster and faster, Blurring the edges of herself into the sunrise, blurring herself into the yellow fields and the rocky side of the highway. Mallory figured she should panic. This situation seemed like a reasonable reason to panic, but she didn't. She curled closer to the woman and whispered, I'm cold. It's okay, said the stars in the woman's face. Running fast through the night after you've been stolen from your own house is a cold experience. Yeah, but it's really, really cold, said Mallory. Just feel it, said the stars. It's just a feeling. It's an awful feeling, said Mallory. The stars nodded and held Mallory tighter. They flew farther and farther out of town, and Mallory felt worse and worse. She felt cold and sore and trapped. She felt helpless. She wanted the teddy bear she lied about keeping, but she didn't fight the woman made of stars or try to run away. It was cold out, and Mallory just felt it. Her throat stopped hurting. Pepper was how she got her job. She'd been depressed and living with her mom. She was still depressed, but back at her mom's, Mallory got out of bed every day to feed him. Pepper became her routine. That little cat had been the beginning of things being a little bit better. He'd saved her. There were cornfields racing past them now, and the star woman started singing a soft folk song like it was rock and roll. The air smelled like Halloween and snow, and the star woman slowed down. She stopped next to a cornfield and gently put Mallory on her feet. Are you gonna kill me? Mallory asked. She already sort of knew the answer. No, said the star woman. People love you. Okay, Mallory said. The star woman told her, go into the corn. You only have ten minutes before I have to take you back. Okay. Mallory didn't know why she said it. She didn't know why she did it, but she walked into the corn. She was careful not to knock any over as she crept through the field. It smelled like something nice she couldn't remember, and the sunrise turned a color that didn't make sense. And then she saw him creeping between the corn stalks. Pepper. That's a great story, right? Mama suggested the thing about grief breaking into your house and stealing you and Isaac. (laughs) I don't think he can come up with a story that isn't about animals. (laughs) He said his favorite three movies are The Fox and the Hound, The Secret of Nim, and get this, My Own Private Idaho. Which is like... (laughs) It's not in line with the other two at all. It's like cute Disney movie about dogs, cute Disney movie about mice, gay prostitutes. (laughs) He said his parents rented it when he was like 10 and they thought it was about something else. They, (laughs) They thought it was about living in rural Idaho or something and they watched it and they got more and more outraged as it went on, but they never turned it off. And Isaac sat there in his pink Velcro sneakers and watched the whole movie. He said he memorized the scene by the fire. It's... Well, if you don't know, it's a scene where these two best friends are stranded by the side of the road in Idaho, and they build a campfire, and one of them confesses he's in love with the other, and it's all very gay. And Isaac, like, knew he'd never be allowed to watch it again, so after that scene happened, his parents were talking about it, all angry, but he recited it in his head over and over. And the second the movie ended, he ran upstairs and got his journal and wrote the whole thing down. And he can still recite the whole scene. I saw the movie because we watched it in one of my college classes. Yeah. We had this whole discussion about homosexuality in media, and its effect on the interpretation of the Bible, and Jonathan and David, and all that. And, well, I sort of wish I'd seen that movie as a kid. My parents wouldn't have let me, I guess. It's really, really not an appropriate movie for kids to watch. But I wish I'd been friends with Isaac when we were kids, and maybe he could have recited it to me. I wish I had heard about it, is all. I wish I had learned about that kind of thing in a different context. Isaac did recite it to me, though, actually. (laughs) He acted it out for Mama and me, and it was very dramatic. And it reminded me of what was written in the church, because there's this line from the scene Isaac memorized, we're good friends, and it's good to be good friends. And I just kind of sat there, because it reminded me of the message painted above the pulpit of my church. Your love is not a phase. Let him kiss you sick. Let the heat of his hand in yours burn you down to hell. Then build a house there. Plant coal out front like flowers. Of course, it's good to be good friends. But you can love somebody enough to learn to swim through fire with them. And you can be loved back. You will be loved back. I promise. I promise. I promise. Okay. The soup is probably done. Can you hear it boiling? I think it's going to boil over a little bit. Let's eat some soup. I'm sure it's going to be great. It's going to be good soup of blood it's gonna be good you know what i forgot i forgot to add the salt and pepper and hot chili oil but that's fine i think i overcooked it anyway so i'll just throw that stuff in now it can't get any worse than it'll probably be all right oh that's just great my soup has a face cool and it's growing why not hello soup friend yeah sure get out of the pot why don't you that's not creepy at all we can go out on the town together oh shut up (laughs) just stop just don't do that what are you gonna do eat me are you gonna eat me soup monster made out of blood onions you're gonna just eat me oh my days you're gonna eat me